everyone. Welcome to So Good Sisterhood. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood is a podcast that is all about investing in every girl from every generation. It's this opportunity to have relevant conversations every single month about living intentionally, leading confidently, and loving generously. And hopefully, it will leave you saying, that was so good. Welcome back to our So Good Sisterhood podcast, and this week we're having our Christmas edition. And I have some really special friends with me today, and I'm excited because we're doing something brand new this week, is we're going to be filming this episode so that you can catch it on YouTube or IGTV. But I wanted you guys to get to know some of the incredible leaders that we have in our sisterhood. And so I brought them with me today so that they could share a little bit about the Christmas wisdom that they've gained through the years and and then also some Christmas traditions that we have. So I didn't want you to miss out on an opportunity to get to know them. And so here with me to my right, I have Brittany Wilson. And Brittany looks after all of our leadership development here at Christ Fellowship. And how long have you and Kevin, your husband, been on the team here? A little over 12 years. 12 years. Yes. And you have an eight-year-old daughter, Carrington. And yep. Carrington kind of carries the little sisterhood torch out at our Royal Palm Beach campus. She's and into amazing. her school. She wore and it today. I love that. I love that. Go little sister. And right here I have Diane Pino. And Diane is part of our missions team here. She looks after our sisterhood projects um, here locally and globally. And you're kind of a celebrity at our Christ Fellowship Español. Hola, hermanas. Hola. Hola, hermanas. Right? Yes. I got that. So I am bilingual, yes, right? Yes, okay. you are. Thank you. Well, we're so excited you guys are joining us too. And right here to my left, I have Carissa Robinson. Carissa looks after all of our young adults across all of our locations. She and her husband, Cole, are the campus pastors down at our downtown West Palm Beach campus. And you have a three-year-old little girl. Nyla. Yes. Is she excited? It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. It's awesome. I know. She's pretty excited about Christmas, Nyla. Oh, yeah. She's ready. We're excited. That's awesome. (laughs) And you didn't mention, but you made all of us wear Christmas pajamas. I did. So if you're watching on YouTube, you're seeing our Christmas pajamas. Thank you for for following me into this tradition, right? (laughs) So, and then I have Becky Kyle. She's our director, our missions director, missions pastor here at the church. And I'm actually like so shocked that you got to be here today because we are right in the middle yeah. of like mission season, right? Yeah. And we are so excited about everything that's going on and everything that God's doing. I know. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, like Krista said, I made everybody wear their Christmas pajamas today. So if you want to like press pause right now, you can go ahead and get your Christmas pajamas on so that you can be kind of a, a part of the yeah. spirit here because <laughs> this is actually, I really did this in honor of our very favorite Christmas tradition. So in our family, um, we have something that we call Pajama Day. And Pajama Day is on December 26th and has become our very favorite tradition because being in ministry for as many years as we've, we have been, you know, Christmas looks a little bit different for us. It's kind of like our Super Bowl, you know, so there's a lot of preparation, lots and lots of Christmas Eve services. Can't wait for those. Um, but also we would kind of hit 
Christmas Day and, you know, family and friends and just get through the rush. And December 26th, we were exhausted, right? And so we kind of fell over the finish line. So we told Jefferson that there was this holiday called Pajama Day. And the Pajama Day is December 26th, where everybody, like nobody gets out of their pajamas all day, right? And you and you watch yeah. Christmas movies all day and you eat leftovers. And I had no idea that what, you know, started out as just survival mode became our favorite tradition. And I remember the first year Jefferson started dating his now wife, Cassie. Um, she came up to me after a Christmas service and she said, hey, I'm coming over for pajama day. I'm like, what? I didn't know it was a thing. And I'll be checking out the pajamas before you come. But it was it was awesome. And so it's become our favorite tradition. So I'd love to hear some of y'all's favorite traditions. I'm gonna start with you, Becky. Yeah, so I've been doing this for I don't even know how long, probably since since I moved out on my own. And so I every single year when I put up my tree and I make cookies, I watch Miracle on 34th Street. Aww. And actually, now I remember watching it with my mom. So this has happened for a long time. But um, every single year, I just, I watch it. And I think I cry every Aww. year at the end when the little girl goes and she gets the beautiful house that she wants and the dad and her mom is pregnant. And it's just, um, obviously she's thinking Santa did it. And every year it's the reminder to me that God cares about the small things um, for the kids. And just, it's always a reminder to me that he cares about the small things for me too. And so, yeah, I cry every year watching And I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this. I have never seen this movie. I know, I know. You're going to have to come over this this year. We're going to start a tradition. Yeah, because everybody needs to watch it. (laughs) Even if you watch the end. (laughs) Carissa, what's your favorite tradition? Oh, man. You know, I am, I'm kind of the crazy one that waits to wrap their present until literally Christmas Eve. And I know that's probably like so irresponsible, but like, (laughs) I just love wrapping presents and so I stay up all night Christmas Eve to wrap presents it's kind of my thing and I wouldn't suggest it because it is kind of a crazy season yeah but I love it so Christmas day might be your pajama day right yeah so and every day following that's that's amazing (laughs) that's amazing that's awesome I was gonna say if you're staying up on the 24th Christmas Eve then you might kind of join my family because we are Spanish and so we celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve so I grew up staying up till midnight and opening all our gifts and we still do that to this day so at midnight on Christmas Eve, I guess Christmas Day now, we are pulling out the pork and the potato salad and oh this goodness. grand meal at 12 a.m. And that's just what we do as a family. And so I just, when people say, so what's your Christmas Day dinner? I'm like, um, le- cereal? <laughs> because we just, we eat a big meal and we open yeah. all of our guests and we um, we have these like traditional um sweet like uh, dulce de leche so Mm -hmm. we'll like hand those out to all of our family members and we do this like weeks in advance and then that night we just sit there and we eat and we open gifts and we laugh and the next day is a pajama day as well that's awesome i I think i've gotten some of that dulce de leche from your mom colombian favorite i love it it i love it oh that's great 
So for us, Christmas is a season. It's definitely not a day in the Wilson household. Um, And so we start our traditions super early, and we have lots of different ones along the way. Um, But one of my favorite ones that we have been doing since I was a little girl is the entire family goes to my grandmother's house, Nanny. She just turned 94, and we all bake Christmas cookies. And so it's been fun as the family has grown and as we've gotten older and had children to bring our children in on this tradition. And... um, now it's 29 of us that, that get together to uh, wow. bake these cookies. And um, then these are the ones that we all put out for Santa on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. So it's just been a fun, fun little tradition we've done for several years. I can't imagine or I can't think of a Christmas that we didn't do it. So wow. it's been going on that long. That's amazing. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. How many cookies do you all make? Um, a couple dozen <laughs> per family. So it's, it's a lot of cookies. Twenty nine people. Is ninety four, but she Aww. is no joke in the kitchen. So she also makes cinnamon buns for the entire oh, family, and that's our wow. other Christmas tradition. Is everybody eats cinnamon buns Christmas morning? That's so incredible. we kind of had a little argument over who was going to have to learn this tradition because it is a lot of work. Yeah. to keep it going. Are you that's taking awesome. on the torch? No, I haven't decided yet. That was the, that was the discussion around the Thanksgiving table. Oh, so we'll awesome. see what happens on Christmas Day. Well, Christmas at this point is just. Just a couple of weeks away, right? Mm-hmm. We're on the countdown to Christmas. And as a church family, we kind of decided this year that we weren't going to get all caught up mm-hmm. in the Christmas craziness, mm-hmm. but but that we were going to do things different this year. Um, we said a couple weeks ago in the weekend message that if you want something different than you've ever had before, you've got to do something different than you've ever done before. Mm-hmm. And for us, doing Christmas differently really means like maximizing this opportunity that we have when the whole world, right, the world around us, I mean, you walk through the mall, they're singing Christmas songs and, you know, it's all decorated and everything is pointing to the greatest event that ever happened in human history, which is when Jesus came to the earth. And and this these 25 days of hope is what we call it, um, is really about maximizing this opportunity to deliver the hope of Jesus yeah. into the world around us to, to people that may have lost hope, right? Um, um, and to people around the world who who are hungry or or orphans, so that we can deliver hope to them when they need it the most. But you know, I think that um, that when I think about hope, you you can't really give something that you don't have. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so, you know, before we can deliver hope, we have to really have a deep understanding of what that is. And and my prayer, you know, over our church family and especially over our sisterhood in this season is that is that we would we would have this divine revelation, this yeah. profound revelation of what hope really is yeah. and and why it really matters. And and so I would love to hear from you guys because I actually threw down this challenge early on to our team that you would lean into this profound revelation of hope this year, um, the hope that Jesus came to bring. And so I'd love to hear from you, you know, what God's been speaking to your heart about hope and, and why hope matters. Chris, I'm going to start with you here. Yeah, I think it's so powerful that you bring that up because hope really is, you know, it's it's so important that before we can deliver hope, we have to recognize the hope that we have in our life. And, you know, I think for some, like we get the term hope confused with like, optimism or positivity, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I hope things happen, like wishing for the best kind of thing. Um, But hope and optimism or positive thinking is is not the same thing Mm -hmm. because optimism and positivity is based off of your current situation, right? right? You're looking at the cards that you've been handed and you're like, surely this is going to work out, you know? Um, But that's not the hope that Jesus has come to bring us. He Mm -hmm. has brought us a hope, an eternal hope. and, And I love that our hope in Jesus 
success is not based off of our current situation, right? Like we don't have to look at the cards and go, man, I hope God's going to work it all out because the hope that Jesus has brought to us is one that is is based off of his reputation, right? Mm-hmm. His situation, his faithfulness over and over again in our life. And and for me, that's that's so important for me to really truly believe because for some of you, you've listened to our first podcast episode yeah. that we dropped and I shared about just this prayer that I've been praying for three and a half years. And, you know, if, if I didn't have the hope of Jesus, if I just was leaning on optimism or positive thinking, mm-hmm. I would look at the cards I've been dealt and go, man, there's just no hope, right? There's no way that this is going to work out. But my hope in Jesus is one that's going, I have seen God's faithfulness yeah. over and over right. again played mm-hmm. out in my life and surely he'll, he'll, yeah. he'll come through. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. what it means for me. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. That's so, and to kind of piggyback off what you were saying, um, when I think of the word hope, um, you think of just setting your expectations on a person of importance. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Julie, you and Pastor Todd um, shared a message a few weeks ago about saying that hope is trusting in the character of God. Yeah. And so, um, again, what you were saying is so key of this idea of optimism not um, equaling hope. Um in, in our culture, in our society today, we kind of use the word hope as hope is our last resort. Right. And it's kind of the last part of where we go to when we circumstances in life and everything else kind of seems hard. And really, we see that hope is actually uh, living out the trust that we've put uh, our entire life, mm-hmm. our entire being in the hands of God, mm-hmm. at saying we're trusting in the character of God. But uh, I've learned in my life that for me to be able to trust God, I have to know what God says uh, mm-hmm. in His Word about right. my life, about my situations, about what I'm walking through. And I think of this verse in Jeremiah 17 that it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green. And is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Mm. And so just this truth that I can I can cling to to the person of Jesus as my hope mm-hmm. um, when everything else kind of seems to point in different directions. Yeah. Uh, Jesus is my hope. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so good. And when I think about being hopeless in mm. that, you know, clinging to Jesus, but when I also think about in my life when I've been through seasons where it's kind of really felt hopeless, like when I think about my, when my parents got divorced mm-hmm. and being a young kid and really feeling like hopeless, like, God, why did you, mm-hmm. why is this happening? Or um, just maybe situations that have been praying for something for three and a half years or mm-hmm. maybe even more and going, God, when are you going to show up? And um, when I think about those seasons, um, I think about where did the hope come from in those seasons? And it really came through God's people yeah, and through sisters and other people in my life. And I actually looked up hope in the dictionary and it said a person um, that is willing to help and solve a problem. And that was actually in the dictionary. And Mm -hmm. so um, I just think as the season of hope and 25 days of hope, how can we help bring hope? Mm-hmm. Um, to people in our in our sphere of influence um, that might need to know Jesus, how can we share Jesus mm-hmm. with them? Or uh, maybe it's believers that we can just bring hope and go. We can sit with you. I, when I think about my friends that just sat with me in yeah. whatever season, sometimes you can't fix it, but yeah. you can go. I'm going to sit with you, and hope is on the way. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that that's something that I've seen in hopeless situations. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. 
Yeah. I love what you guys shared about, you know, being filled and like spending time intentionally filling ourselves mm-hmm. so that we can yeah. deliver it to others. And and like you said, if we are not understanding what the Bible says about who we are in our circumstances mm-hmm. and the character of God, right. how are we able to be filled and overflow, right. you know, and use the Holy Spirit to overflow the confident yeah. hope that we can give other people. And so um, I just think it's super important that when we can get caught up in the craziness to pause, mm-hmm. slow down, make sure we're being intentional around the little things so that we're able to to be that to other yeah. people. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that. I think it's in Corinthians where it says like when we focus on what is seen and not as what what's unseen. Mm-hmm. And so it's like we can focus on the hopelessness of what's seen yeah. Yeah. and not focus wow. on what's unseen and what mm-hmm. God's doing that we can't see. We need to focus on you know, what he's doing that we can't yeah. see. Yeah. You know, and I, I think about that, you know, that um, that even in the season of Advent, you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago how that first candle of Advent mm. was the hope candle to represent yeah. that Jesus came to be the hope to the world. But he didn't just come to be a hope for all of humanity. Mm. He came to bring hope into our lives right. personally yeah. That, yeah. that we could know, again, that Emmanuel would be God with us. And I, I love that, you know, because when you think about who Jesus is and the names that, that are given to him all throughout the word, you know, you have, you know, it's, it's when you're going through a storm, he's our Prince of Peace. Mm-hmm. When you feel alone, he is God yeah. with God with us. Yeah. That, that when you're, when you're hunger, when you're, when you're hungering and thirsting for just purpose, that he's the bread of yeah. life, yeah. that, that he is, you know, a river in the desert. He is, he is our living water. There's so yeah. many, um, so many times that, that Jesus shows up just at the right time. And sometimes he does it through another person. Yeah. You know, sometimes he does it through his word, but but he's so faithful to show up every single time in whatever season of waiting or of disappointment that we may mm-hmm. find ourselves in. I yeah. love that. Because if there was ever a time that um, that the world needed the hope mm-hmm. that Jesus came to bring and the hope that we possess right. it's now yeah. and just like people showed up for you Becky we've got to show up Absolutely. for other people yep. and you know and I, we talk about this pandemic of hopelessness that mm-hmm. we're in in our culture because people are so disappointed because they placed their hope mm-hmm. you know in in an election and and here we are people are still disappointed right they may have placed their hope in in culture or um, they may have placed their hope in in a relationship that ended and you know I, I think about hopelessness being an all-time low they say that marriage rates are an all-time low because people have lost hope that a relationship is yeah. going to last wow. that that even birth rates are at an all-time low because people don't want to bring their children into a world that's hopeless and and when you think about this pandemic of hopelessness that we're in and the opportunity that we have mm-hmm. you know Becky I think about the fact that that you actually are on the front lines yeah, of this pandemic that. right of this of this pandemic of you've seen hope yeah. show up though mm-hmm. in some dark places and I'd love for you to share yeah. just a little bit about what you've seen as you've been just delivering hope not just at Christmas time but all throughout the year yeah I I was reading a scripture in Luke this year and it said uh Blessed are the eyes that see what you've mm-hmm. seen, yeah. and that uh, would inc- that would encapsulate everything that I would say that I've gotten to see through this mm-hmm. pandemic. Is I feel so blessed to see how God has opened doors and how I've seen people that haven't had hope mm-hmm. have hope because of how God has stepped in and how He's used us 
at times to be able to be the vessels to bring mm-hmm. that hope. Yeah. And so um, we've just been so excited to be able to have this season of being able to bring hope to uh, this region. And just one thing that we love to do throughout Christmas is really do for one what we wish we could do for all. And mm-hmm. the missions team just loves to really pray for the right family to bless yeah. and really just really just pray. And as something happens or God opens a door, we really just go above and beyond just mm-hmm. to say, how can we bless them? Mm-hmm. Um, but we really like to take it one step further and not just do it as a team, but bring along people who maybe wouldn't be used to mm-hmm. going that far to bless somebody and really just opening their eyes to what it's like mm-hmm. to be able to bring hope to someone yeah. else. And um, really through that, we just want people to see that you too yeah. can help deliver yeah. hope and it's yeah. not exclusive to what mm-hmm. we do. It's really just keeping your eyes and your ears open to where God wants to use you. And so it's just been exciting to see God do that. Yeah, and I I love every year you've told us a different story. But, you know, I think it's important to note because, Becky, you are a missions director and and you lead a really great team. But this isn't something that you do as part of your job. This is what you and your team do on your personal time with Mm -hmm. your personal, you know, money. And and I love that. And I also love the Mm -hmm. fact that when you talked about um, bringing someone with you, because I think mm-hmm. it's so important. This is this is what I love about hope is that the more you give away, yeah, the more you have. That's good. Like it's when you, so when you give away, it's it's just it's just this principle that that when you when you give hope away, it's like something happens and it multiplies, and it actually gives you more energy. Yes. I remember one year our team actually we did a whole Christmas party in Belgrade. And then we came back and we had found a family. And so we did the Christmas party. We rallied all the other troops. We came back and we had a whole truck full Mm -hmm. to go do a whole makeover at this house. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, everybody was more energized when we left. (laughs) And it it wouldn't you wouldn't think it would be because you'd Mm -hmm. think we were exhausted. And so it does. It gives you energy and it makes you want to do it again and again Mm -hmm. and again. And so uh, it's just exciting to get to be a part of. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And honestly, I would say that um, I've seen in so many different areas that we've done uh, different outreaches, but really personally in my life, I was able to see that through some of the holiday meals that we were mm-hmm. giving out. And we did a, a sit down dinner with um, at a at a local soup kitchen. And um, as I was giving out food, I found myself that morning praying and saying, God, would you give me your eyes to mm-hmm. see uh, someone today? Um, because I'm such a doer and such a want to get everything done. And sometimes I finish the task (laughs) and I look back and say, all of that just happened. And I don't know. I didn't see Jesus in it. I just did it. Uh, And so that morning I woke up and I said, God, would you give me your eyes? And I was, as we uh, got there and we were giving out meals, I saw a lady sitting uh, by herself at a table and I just kind of walked over to see if she was okay. And as I saw, uh, I I looked at her, we made eye contact Mm -hmm. and she just had tears running down her face. And so I sat down and I got to talk to her and I, um, as I found out, she, through different decisions and circumstances, had found herself here in South Florida without a job, without a home, and without family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as I talked to her, I asked her, a few moments ago, you were um, overwhelmed. Do you mind sharing why? And she said, no, honey, it wasn't, it wasn't that I was sad. It was that. I was remembering a few about a week ago, I was in a small group of ladies and they looked at me and said, when was the last time that you had tears of joy? Yeah. And she said, I couldn't answer that. 
And I wish they would ask me now because now I have these, these tears, these were joy because all of this, you guys would do all of this for me. Mm-hmm. Who am I? And I just sat there and I said, let me tell you who you yeah. are. You're a daughter of God. You've chosen. You have a, 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 a purpose over your life. And uh, Pastor Julie, you say it so well. This was just a, a sentence in the paragraph of a chapter yeah. of the book that God is writing over her yeah, life. Right. Uh, and I got to pray for her <laughs> and I got to just deposit wow. faith over her to say there there is hope and his mm-hmm. name is Jesus and yeah. let me uh, be- I'm believing with you and for you what you may not be believing right now and so being able to see that um, firsthand and yeah. really it's because of those prayers yeah. saying would you give me your eyes to see yeah and that, that would be the one thing I would say is that we are saying these things, but we're not special. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. not, it's not because of our job. Yeah, it's not no. because of our positions uh, that we have these stories. Right. We're not special. <laughs> it's, we have placed ourselves in some positions mm-hmm. to be able to minister and everybody, yeah. everybody yeah. can yeah. do that. Yeah. Yes. Whether that. it's at the grocery yeah. store, mm-hmm. in your job, yeah. Um, at your school, with your kids, whatever it may be, we all can have these conversations and pray that same prayer that Diane prayed that morning. Um, And how different would our region be? Wow. Mm-hmm. If everybody woke up that every morning yeah. throughout this yeah. season and prayed those prayers, yeah. I think I just, pray. Yeah, I was I gonna just, say pray in the prayer. You know, give me eyes to see, but also yeah, ears to hear. Yeah, about a time we were at uh, Kevin and I years ago. We we started the whole um, here at Christ Fellowship. Just the shift, the slow mm-hmm. shift of you know not getting so caught up in Christmas crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Kevin and I were very motivated, and we we wanted to change how we did Christmas. And one of the things we would pray about is like show us somebody. That we can bless mm-hmm. through this season, awesome. and um, similar to what the missions team does. And I just think about the time I was sitting in my office at the hospital, and one of my coworkers was telling me that her house got broken into. She had mm-hmm. all of her Christmas presents wrapped underneath mm-hmm. her tree, mm-hmm. and I just sat and listened to her. And I got home, and I said, "Kevin, I found the person we're going to bless." <laughs> and she had no idea; it was so unexpected. I just slipped her a little mm-hmm. note in her locker at work, um, and just listening. Like if we wow. just slow down enough mm-hmm. to listen, mm-hmm. the stories that we'll hear, the pe- yeah. hear the people that we can help, um, the hope that we can deposit yeah. just by listening. Yeah. It's, it's simple. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about Pastor Julie, you were talking about Emmanuel, which mm-hmm. means God with us. And and really that's our hope, right? Mm-hmm. God yeah. is with us. And if you're a Christian, God is in you through the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit mm-hmm. and delivering hope in this season is really answering the question, mm-hmm. who are you bringing God to, yeah. right? Like who are you delivering God to? And I love that, you know, that looks so different for right. each of you. Mm-hmm. It's like meeting a need tangibly or spending time listening to someone, but but really that's, that is what delivering hope is. Yeah. It's just asking the question, who can mm-hmm. you bring God to this season? I love that. Mm-hmm. And if you need some ideas of how to deliver hope, you know, we're going to put in the show notes our our calendar that really outlines 25 days of hope. We've got tons of ideas. Um, We'll also put our website there because we have Mm -hmm. lots of opportunities to do this, you know. Um, So this might be new to you, right? This might be new to to you and and knowing what to do and how to do it. So I'm excited about that. But, you know, I love that that we can deliver hope in such practical ways, like bringing food to the homeless, you know, providing Mm -hmm. um, food and shelter for orphans around the globe. But, you know, I think sometimes that that we get so busy in ministry, even um, delivering hope to humanity, 
but it doesn't have to be that you know that complicated. We don't have to go across the globe. We don't. It's not. This isn't just about delivering hope to humanity. It's also about carrying hope to the humans yeah. that yeah. that live the closest <laughs> to us, right? Yeah. Because some of these sacred moments, yeah. you know, happen with the people that are closest to us. Right. And Brittany, you and I had a conversation about this, about some of the things that you do in your family. Yeah. So we have you know just so many different traditions. Like I said, we start our season. You know. Mm-hmm end of November, like Thanksgiving (laughs) evening starts our Christmas season. Um, And so it's just, uh, Pastor Julie, you had mentioned at one of the um, events I heard you speak at about, you know, your kids are not your luggage to just be drugged around with you. That's right. And Mm -hmm. that really stuck out to me Mm -hmm. as like, what can I, how can I intentionally include Carrington Mm -hmm. in all of the things that we like to do as a family Mm -hmm. so that she feels a part of it. And so we have, you know, our fun trip, you know, Christmas trips and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff that we plan. But as we, you know, check off the boxes by, you know, the beginning of December, we still have the rest of the month to do um, other things. So we kind of shift from like the fun stuff to you're kind of an overachiever. Yeah, I know. I was thinking <laughs> you like, have your we go zero Chris, to hundred. Yeah. So when Chris, so you were like, I can't think of a tradition. I'm like, I have plenty. Which one of mine do you want to just claim for this season? I've got plenty. Um, and so, um, but again, it, it birthed out of a busy, busy work life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, when I was working at the hospital, the the week before Christmas was the super busy week. Mm-hmm. I was out every night, late at night. So Kevin was kind of the one at home with Carrington. Mm-hmm. And then go into the next week when Christmas services, you know, skyrocket. Kevin is not was not home as much. Right. So we just had to be super intentional. We had to prepare mm-hmm. um, so that Carrington never felt like, oh, man, everybody, all my friends get more family time and I have no family time mm-hmm. during Christmas. Right. You know, we wanted to be intentional to make her feel like that she wasn't missing out on anything because mm-hmm. of our work or the way we serve or anything like that. Um, and so I just, it starts with something simple. Like when we do the toy drive, we sit with Carrington and she picks the toys off the Amazon Christmas list. And she's the one that chooses what toys we're going to give. Um, and, and simple things, you know, just including her. She's not my luggage. She's not, but she's, she's picking. Um, and then we all jump in and serve at the, the event for the packing day and I love serving with Diane at the Royal Palm (laughs) campus. Um, but even, you know, just anything that we can do with the missions team has been super fulfilling. I think, um, when you think about like somebody, when you guys were sharing, you were sharing about missions and how you'd like to bring somebody along that doesn't know, like Carrington didn't know. Mm -hmm. That's why we bring her along with us. Mm -hmm. So now she can start to feel that excitement. She looks forward to serving with missions. Mm -hmm. I swear she wants to be Becky, which I would be totally fine with that. (laughs) She would like to be later on in life, but that's, that's because we've brought her along and she's now seeing the hope that we can give other people and the excitement in, in serving and then shift into the Christmas Eve services. And, you know, seasons have looked different where I was very busy, Kevin, you know, away from the church at, at my role. Um, but then I think about as she's, seasons change, traditions may look different, but the sentiment is still the same. Mm-hmm. And so now that Carrington's older and doesn't have a strict bedtime that we yeah. have to get her down, like we can serve at all the Christmas services mm-hmm. together. And um, and so, you know, Joy does a great job at our Royal Palm mm-hmm. campus of making her feel like she's the, one of the campus coordinators. Yes. Um, yeah. She really kind of is. She, <laughs> yeah, uh, we have to maintain the entitlement side of that a little bit too sometimes. But you know, just being there as a family mm-hmm. and not looking at it as you know losing time, mm-hmm. we're gaining memories. It's just right. a totally different yeah. mindset of right. our memories. Just like our Christmas traditions and our memories look different than some of her friends, and that's okay. And yep. we have fun doing it. So. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. amazing. That's awesome. I love that you said that we have to slow down because I think I think we get so caught up in the hustle and bustle of this season that like we. 
we have a lot more time than we think, right? Mm-hmm. Like when we get home, we don't have to always fill our hours with so much more. Mm-hmm. And and I love that you said we, we're so worried about everything else, worrying about humanity that we miss the humans <laughs> when we get home. It's like yeah. sometimes I just need to remind myself, like, mm-hmm. put your phone down. You have yeah. two hours. Get on the floor and play with your three-year-old. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we actually can probably slowed down a bit. Everything is spinning so fast in our head, but we have to slow ourselves down and really enjoy the moments that we have because I think we probably have a lot more time than we think if we really just kind of dismiss all of the extras when we don't need them. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's good. You know, um, I was sharing with you guys in a, a, a team meeting a few weeks back and and I was sharing with you just kind of this prayer that I had for our team and for our church and that that you would have the best Christmas ever right mm-hmm. and that sounds just a little bit shallow when I say that it's like just have the best Christmas ever I hope okay. that you have the best Christmas ever and, and that's my hope right, right. Um, but like you said before Hope isn't just wishful thinking. It's not just optimism. We know, first of all, that hope has a name. His name is Jesus. But there is also hope. Hope is also a verb. We need to hoping is is when we put our our faith and our and our hopes into action and there's actually this book i read called hope rising and it talks about this whole science of hope that that it is a verb um but hope is comprised of three things you know first of all you have to have a goal and if our goal is that we would have the best Christmas. And when I say the best Christmas, I mean like the best Christmas filled with like this profound revelation of who Jesus really is and the hope that he came to bring into the world. And that that, that, that it would be a Christmas filled with these sacred moments with our, with our family and with our spiritual family. And that there'd be opportunities that we would be able to make a difference in the lives of others. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about the best Christmas. But if that's my hope, right, um, that, that there, there's, a, there's a pathway to get there, right. that hope is that, that goal to have that best Christmas, plus willpower, plus way power. Wow. And willpower is this is what I want, so I'm, I'm going to you know, put some energy into it. But there's also this, this way power, and way power is the pathway to get there. And so when I think about you know, the hope of Christmas and the hope that we deliver hope at Christmas that I think about this pathway that we have to pave and I think that the pathway really is preparation mm-hmm. that w- that we have to we have to put some intentionality and some preparation into that and that's what we've been talking a lot about in in these traditions and um, being intentional in delivering hope but there's there's also this you know this this way power this pathway that we hope for the best but we need to prepare for the worst, right? Because as great as the holidays are and as much fun as all these traditions, you know, there's a lot of stress that comes along with the holidays. And and one of the, you know, one of the top stressors is really, you know, finding those perfect gifts. We put so much pressure on ourselves to find the perfect gift, right? I don't even know what to get Todd. I mean, he, I mean, Becky's mom buys him the most amazing presents, right? And so actually there's nothing left for me. So, but I have this stress, but Honestly, we put this pressure on ourselves. And so any good ideas to be able to, you know, prepare some of the girls that are listening about what to do about that? Man, so I'm going to speak to all my uh, single gals out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, The struggle is real. (laughs) Uh, Can we just say that? Uh, And especially if you're one of your love languages that you expect... 
give out love is through gift giving, mm-hmm. the struggle is harder. Yeah. Uh, because I You're have, such a gift giver. Oh, I love giving gifts and, and like intentional gifts and oh, oh that wrapping. It's gifts. all about the wrapping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. wrapping yeah. gift wrapping <laughs> is my, one of my spiritual gifts. I'm not sure <laughs> what book of the Bible it is, but sure. it's there. And I love gift wrapping. I love make sure that all of the gifts coordinate under the tree. Mm-hmm. The all the gift wrapping, the bows, everything has to coordinate. Um, but I've found myself in uh, the last few years that mm-hmm. I've actually even spent more time shopping, mm-hmm. more time, more money than I needed to spend. Yeah, uh, making sure that I paid for rush rush shipping because mm-hmm. I need I waited too long and now it I need to make so sure to wrap, and so it takes so long I need to make sure it's in my driveway and packed and I'm packing in my car so my parents don't see it and um, but I've um, had this shift uh, sometime last year and really trying to practice it this year of saying uh, I'm going to do what I can and I'm going to be intentional and listening mm-hmm. to some of the gifts but really and don't laugh at me but I want to say I am the gift. <laughs> I'm re- presence is your, your presence. <laughs> but but in the most and I've just I've seen like my grandma's in town from Colombia and so she flew from Colombia to spend mm-hmm. Christmas with us and uh, really all she wants is for me to sit down with her mm-hmm. and talk to her about everything that we're doing because yeah. she's just such a proud grandma crying and Aww. so uh, and, you know that. my my mom just wants me to sit with her and or stand at the kitchen and help her cut up onions. And and cut up everything for our meal on at midnight. Mm-hmm, so right. and so, just being present mm-hmm. um, is is something that I'm pr- trying to practice, mm-hmm. and knowing that uh, I am enough mm-hmm. uh, for my family, and not having to um, add on something else because society says that I, you know, maybe I should be married and have mm-hmm. a kid by now, and so that would be like what I'm bringing to the the family, yeah. or I should be br- bringing these mm-hmm. luxury gifts to my family yeah. instead, saying I- I'm here and I'm present and I want to share with you all that I'm. Uh, getting to be a part of, you know, yeah. and and really they get so excited that yeah. they're like, well, why aren't we doing like, let's all serve together. And yeah. so uh, I'm just saying uh, single girls out there, mm-hmm. um, just love your family well, mm-hmm. be there, listen. They want to hear you. They want to, um, they want to be with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they know that yeah. this season is, is one that um, can either be, again, uh, a beautiful marker yeah. Or a sore subject. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. we want to be able to just say mm-hmm. this is going to be great memories yeah. uh, for the days to come. Yeah. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm coming to your house at midnight yes. <laughs> on Christmas Eve. So. Come on over. <laughs> I love Christmas. it. Yeah. You know, I am not an amazing gift giver. And it, actually, every year December rolls around and I'm like, oh, man. I don't got the finances and I have no idea like what the perfect gift gift is. And it's such a pressure, right? It's the financial pressure. It's the perfect gift pressure. And so I just decided actually this year, so I'm not that good at it yet. I'll let you guys know next year if it, if it works out. But I started just about like four months ago shopping for Christmas. So it's not like all stacked up at one time. And so mm-hmm. as I'm like walking through the stores or scrolling through Amazon, I'm like, oh, I think my husband would really like this or, oh, my mom would really like this and I'll buy it then I'll shove it in my closet I'll forget about it until December 24th when I stay up all night and and wrap the present yes so no but I think it just takes the pressure off of trying to think about all these things at once pay for all these things at once um, and really just get ahead yeah that's awesome that's awesome 
So we do things a little different. We are experience givers That's rather awesome. than gift givers. Okay. So Kevin and I um, like to do things. So our first Christmas, I got him skydiving. Oh. Um, we surprised him. We went That's skydiving. Okay. Did so you go with him? I did. I've been skydiving wow. twice, actually. I did oh. it for my 18th birthday and then Kevin and I's first Christmas. Wow. So, um, so we like to, you know, Give a, I feel like it's the gift that keeps on giving. You like yeah. talk about it, and then you actually get to go do it. So yep. it feels like you're getting That's it twice. Right. Yep. <laughs> um, not everybody in the family has jumped on the bandwagon. We uh, convinced the family to to join in because we we're going on a family ski trip. My dad was not very happy as the uh, patriarch of the family. He felt like we <laughs> made that decision without giving him, you know, adequate. Mm-hmm buy-in and so uh, we're still working through that but we yes. are still going on the family trip which we would have gone on anyway yeah, I know exactly but it actually just removed the this stress is, yeah. of, of it all mm-hmm. I felt like it was a brilliant idea it honestly. really is a brilliant <laughs> idea because you're going to go on vacation anyway Anyways. wrap it up in a box call it Christmas call right it Christmas. so yep. I think that's brilliant that's so, what we're doing this year <laughs> <laughs> so Don't that's kind of how we handle Cassie. it is, is more do- experiences mm-hmm. doing things together as a family yeah. because the reality is you do spend too much, yep. you, and it's mm-hmm. sometimes on things that you don't need, you don't really even want, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. it's just so that you have something to hand over yeah. that morning. And um, yeah. you know, one of the things that we did um, a few years back because we would, you know, we wanted to get with this team and this team and these people, you know, for Christmas, and um, and one thing that we did one year is we gave them a coupon to do dinner in January or February, and the real gift was that they didn't have to come over to our house at Christmas, <laughs> right? Because they were just like, we have enough, they have enough to do. So the real gift was giving them back the gift of. Time. So, um, but awesome. you know, one of the things I love to do, I love to get gifts that have a purpose, right? Mm-hmm. That um, that actually give back. Yep. <clears throat> and so, you know, there's a couple of things I love. Um, a couple of my favorite gifts that I've ever gotten, and then I've also given is these giving keys awesome. and these incredible necklaces. So this one actually says hope on it, which oh, I love. So I'll be giving this away <laughs> really soon. But um, but these necklaces and what they do is they actually, they give back to um, to people that are transitioning out of homelessness, oh, which is amazing. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and there was this, I love this purse. This was a gift that I'm actually giving to somebody this Christmas. Um, that this is the Seiko purse that, wow. that this is actually, um, these were made in Uganda. And this are, these were made by girls that wouldn't normally be able to go to college or university, mm-hmm. but but because the the money that's made that gives back to their college fund, they're able to go. So I love giving gifts with purpose. That's yeah, so cool. I actually have another gift. This is called Love Your Melon, mm-hmm. and it um, they're amazing, cute beanies. I know, so cute. And the the profits of this actually go to pediatric cancer research, right. and they're so, so cute. Cool. So and you know, we are not getting like any kickback for like talking about these no, things because we're not a big deal podcast yet so nobody's sponsoring us <laughs> not a big so deal. these no, are actually no, really interested no in sponsoring. but if yeah. you're interested in sponsoring us we're you know we'll take it but seriously but we're you know these are real gifts that we love to give yeah, we and, actually and, have the links to these gifts yes. in our show notes so if you want to buy one of these and donate to a great cause you can yeah, do that that's awesome well another big stressor at Christmas time is um, family dynamics. Again, prepare for the worst because, you know, it, it gets a little stressful on at the holidays. So do you have this problem? Unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess, I, I actually like everyone in my family. Okay, you can't. Wow. Are you Sorry. kidding me? I do. You have nothing I, to contribute to I'm, this conversation. I don't. I don't. You guys can yeah. come to my family, yeah. though, if you'd like. <laughs> well, they like us. I don't know. I don't know. You can't mess up the dynamic. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's awesome. I actually really like everyone in my family, too. But I will say, I feel like over the years, it's gone from like this youth you set this expectation of like, it's going to be this glorious, you see the TV and the movies and it's going to be this Mm -hmm. glorious moment. And it's just not that anymore. Everybody has their phones. (laughs) They got their movies. You know, it's just not this. 
And so I would say for, I've tried to just be more intentional Mm -hmm. with time spent with family. We do family vacation around Christmas as well. And so just making sure that we have the board games Mm -hmm. or we have Mm -hmm. something that we can be intentional with. So we're not just Mm -hmm. getting sucked into TV phones and Mm -hmm. just kind of set some expectations that way. But I've had to set my expectations back a little bit that it's not going to be this Christmas carols. Yeah, sitting on the couch <laughs> singing together. Your family doesn't do that. No. <laughs> well, you family. know, I, I think like that when we're growing up, and and most of us, you know, we've got good fond memories. And yeah. my my parents did a lot to make sure that I had a good Christmas. Yes. You know, and you kind of get used to that. Yeah. And so sometimes I I, I think we th- it's hard to make the mind shift. The you know, mind that, shift. the yes. adult mind shift that it, it, this is actually you know it's we. It's, it's, this is our, we can be the moment maker now, right? Yeah. And I think if be. everybody, we need to be the moment. I think if everybody yeah. would just kind of get that kind of mindset. And Becky, yeah. I love this about you because I say this all the time, but you know, you are a there you are person. There's two right. kinds of people. There's here I am when I walk into a holiday dinner. <laughs> and then there's there you are. And a there you are person like knows, you know, it's going to get to know the person in the room. Maybe that they don't get to spend that much time. Right. But again, we're, we're talking about this in the context of delivering hope. Yeah. Right. So this is really all about about, you know, being there you are, you know, what is it that they want to talk about? What what happened in their year this yeah. year and you, as you're catching up? And and if you know that there's certain topics that, that maybe aren't best to bring up at yes. Christmas, you know, you're not going to resolve any family issues right. over Christmas dinner. No. No. So this isn't the time to bring them up right. in the first place. So you can just kind of put a pause in that. for another year. So exactly. that's a year long. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, so it's kind of putting a pause. Yeah. Just, I, I think if there was one word of wisdom would just be be a there you are person and be a moment maker Mm -hmm. and just you know and walk in lower your expectations right um and just you know to just be prepared to and if you go in with that again eyes to see ears to hear right and how i can deliver hope into this situation so yeah it's so good yeah well, this has been so, so good. And I didn't even mean to say that. And I said it. <laughs> it really has been so good. But, you know, at the end of every single podcast, um, we, we, we end it the same way, you know, because I really believe that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. And he is the ancient of days, but he is always doing a new thing. Yeah. And so I love ending this time together with a now word. And obviously, our now word is hope. Right, and there's a scripture in Isaiah forty five three that says that that I will give you treasures in the darkness, so that you will know that I am the Lord your God. And I think sometimes when we are in a season of waiting, um, waiting for an answer to the prayer you've been praying for three and a half years, right? Waiting for for the future um, that that we have hoped for, waiting for for the job or the finances to come through. It can feel like we're in darkness. And I think it's so important to remember that um, that Jesus came to bring us treasures in the darkness. And sometimes those treasures, you know, aren't aren't the aren't exactly the answer to the prayer that that we've been praying. And it might be that He brings peace in the midst of a storm. That He brings joy that surpasses your circumstances. That that He brings this this depth of character or this this, this refining of your faith. But Jesus always wants to bring treasures into our darkness. And so so my now word is that um, that I really believe that that God doesn't promise to answer our prayers exactly how we want him to, but he does promise his presence. And his presence can bring hope into the 
darkest situations. And so, so I just, you know, want to just challenge you, like I've been challenging our team as a sisterhood, that um, that you would lean into a profound revelation of what this hope really means and the treasure that God wants to bring your way in maybe your season of waiting. And then, how are you going to deliver hope? Once you've received this hope, how are you going to release this hope into the lives of the people around you? Sisterhood, I love you so much, and I just am believing that you are going to have the best Christmas ever. Love you guys. See you next week. We're so glad you joined us today for the So Good Sisterhood podcast. For additional resources and show notes from today's episode, check out our website, SoGoodSisterhood.com. Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but He's always doing a new thing. What step are you going to take today so you don't miss out on it? If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend or just leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good. 